This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? So the sooner we get to liberation, the sooner we will spend our individual time, our individual life, feeling fulfilled, feeling purposeful, feeling and contributing to the world. Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. What say you? Down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life, work, family, and the pursuit of an anti-racist community. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Melanie. What What say you? Hello, sister. Hello, hello. Audrey Louise, how are you today? Well, Melanie Denise, I'm actually fabulous. Thank you. (laughs) Why are you fabulous? I mean, I know you're fabulous, but Tell me, because we over the weeks, you know, if, if our listeners follow us on a regular, we've gone from like really tired and weary, and now yeah. we're on this side talking about we we joyful and excited. So what's up? Well, Melanie Denise, it's a small. I've learned it, and I've said this before. It's really the small things in life that bring me joy, and I've learned to appreciate spending so much time with myself, by myself, and really understanding what motivates me, Melanie Denise. And I am joyful today, and I'm just fabulous, girl, because I got a new weave. (laughs) Girl. Girl. Well, look, you look good. I'm just trying to tell you. I I know. We're seeing each other on Zoom. She looks so pretty, girl. That's making somebody jump for joy, that I do. Thank you. I'm not being, I am not being humble. I do look good. Yes, you do. My weave, my weave is my world. (laughs) I am not ashamed to say that. I have it in perspective. Um, With that said, a a new weave will, will bring new joy. And I thank God for it. And he understands me and what this weave does for me. Thank you for asking. How are you? (laughs) You make me laugh. Oh my goodness. Well, I would say if we go stay with the hair hair situation, I'm happy to be nappy. Okay. And girl, you are looking extraordinarily nappy. May I say so myself? (laughs) Of course. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, I'm laughing. I just, uh, I feel so good. Uh, I've been, been spending a lot of time in intense healing and getting my mind right so that my heart and mind and all that stuff gets together. So Okay, I'm going to let go of my so-called radio voice. Girl, you don't, damn, what you all this mess you got to heal from? You <laughs> the healingest person I ever seen in my life. My God. Wow. Girl, this this season has just so much trauma uh, going on with it. Just reliving trauma and rising up stuff and 
angry and mad. I mean, it, it, I'm liking the fact that it's coming out and I'm liking the fact that I am, um, I'm just dealing with it and letting it flow, not even realizing that I had all this anger and, oh girl, but ain't no sense in, in uh, talking about it because it's gone. I must be doing something wrong, girl. I just fry some chicken wings. You understand? Or some yes. chicken nuggets specifically and, and put some hot sauce down. I don't know if the trauma and anger come out, you know, with the hot sauce and I'll be sweating it out. I don't know. That's the way I deal with it. I know everybody got something. That's just my... And you can save a lot of money that way. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Oh, my God. Listeners, we missed you and uh, so glad you're here today. In my in my healing moments, sister, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, how do we get here? Like, why are we so messed up right now uh, as a country in humanity? Like, this damn racism is just so deep. I mean, just deeply permeated in our society like a disease. And so I just started... Um, just started thinking and it, and it just so happens I'm in the same, at the same time, I'm going deeper in my academic journey. Uh, you, I guess, you know, listeners that I'm uh, pursuing a PhD. Girl, you or, say it every, every time they know, they know. And you put it out there so much girl, ain't no backing out. You bet to get that PhD. I better get you it, right? You bets, bets, not better. You no. bets get that PhD. Well, that's what you call manifesting. So maybe that's why I say it so much because I'm going to get it. And as and as the journey progresses, I'm learning some stuff, right? Yes. Giving you some conceptual frameworks of theories and things to think about stuff. And so I'm thinking about racism and what the hell and there's a, a wonderful book, and we and we'll put this in the um, in our resources. But it's called Readings for Diversity and Social Justice. And in this book, Readings for Diversity and Social Justice, there are, it's a collection of writings of like the all the top theories around diversity and social justice. And I came upon these. Um, it's called the Cycle of Socialization. And then like how we actually have become, you know, how did we become, when you born, how, we got here. how did we get here? Because when you're born a baby into this world, you're born a blank canvas, right? Yes. And you don't come with nothing. Yes. Yeah, you just yes. come in pure. And yep. then how do you, how do you get to a point where you gonna take your ass to the nation's capital and bang on the uh, windows with the American flag and, you know, beating people with the flag and hollering F the police. And how do we get from that blank canvas to some shit like that? That's all I'm saying. What girl? Girl, that is so deep. And, and every time you have said, how did we get here? Or how did that, how did you get there? That Deborah Cox song is running through my mind. How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Well, I'm going to change that up. How did 
did you get there at the Capitol? Nobody's supposed to be there. How, girl, how? Can That's you right. put some academic framework around that? Yeah, it's I social. no answer for it. It's socialization, girl. So I just want to talk through like some of the elements of that today. Mm-hmm. And then what I learned also is you can choose to unsocialize yourself. Okay. And when you choose to get off of that socialization um, uh, cycle, that's when you enter the liberation cycle. And now, are we, when we say um, you can choose to unsocialize, are we just talking about racism or anything, any element of socialization that happened to you from a blank canvas? Any element. Okay, okay. Every, every element of our life is a choice, right? Once you come in, once you come in, then you, you first, first the people that brought you in choose for you. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you get to choose which way you gonna go. So I just want, yeah, I want to talk about that. Just, just introduce a little bit of it because it's fascinating to me. Let's let's start with white supremacy though, because I have found some. Uh, I have found a diagram. I sent it to you that yes. talks about what what white supremacy. You know what is socially unacceptable. So on the surface of white supremacy, um, and so that's what people see all the time. But then what's really uh, what is socially acceptable white supremacy people um that's what people think is normal Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when we talk about the visible evidence of supremacy which which where we are today it's like what we see and what we do and what we feel like um you know it's the clutch the pearl moments that's the blatant stuff yes but dang okay so things like lynching and hate crimes and you know uh, what was her name? Barbecue Becky, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those kind of things. That the swastikas, the Confederate flag. When you see the KKK, I mean, all of those are so shocking. That is like <gasps> what people respond to when they say, "I'm not," you know, "I'm not racist. I'm not in. I'm, I'm not with that supremacy ideology," because they they uh tie it to that does that make sense it does and let me ask you um because i'm looking i'm i'm looking at the um the model that you sent and are we gonna put this out there because i think that it Uh oh my i think that this model is so telling especially that line there's that line and everything below the line is still about white supremacy, but it's not that, like you said, it's not that clutch the pearl moment. You know, things like um, uh, calling the police on black people, that's right below the line. That is almost at the line, but it's right below white silence, right below the line of clutch the pearls. You know, above the line are the obvious, like That's you right. said, 
lynching and hate crimes and blackface and the N-word. Yeah, that's above the line. That's where people, that is what gets people attention, uh, people's attention. But everything else below that line, which is a lot, mass incarceration, that's below the line. Nobody clutching their pearls over stuff like that. When someone says, oh, you don't sound black. You're so articulate. <laughs> You're so articulate. But even our most recent ones, All Lives Matter. All Lives Matter. All yeah. Lives Matter. Make, make America great again. Yes. Please let us put you this know. visual out there. Let us put this out there. Yes. Because yes. this is yes. eye-opening. I think uh, it's eye-opening to me. Because yes. it really puts it into context. But go ahead, girl. Thank you for putting no, some. I, that, I, I just wanted. I just wanted to put that out there because this is the product, right? This what we're talking about is the product of our socialization, mm-hmm. right? This is this is what this is what we live in right now. Okay, this is what's happening. You got that big old insurrection that happened which should be right at the top of the line with lynching and hate crimes and blackface and the N-word and all of that stuff as a um, testimony to where we are. But people trying to make it the below the line um, situation where they trying to rewrite history. Yep. Yes. Okay? So yes. We, we just got to um, make it plain, right? Make it plain for the people. And so let's talk about what socialization is. It's like how we we become um, one, right? The characteristics of a system that, that you norm it out. So they're going to make you be a certain way. And the system in, in you know, our system, this racist system, I like to clap. Yes, yes. This racist system is crafted. So, like, just be a baby or think about your own existence. Like, we came in, right? You're born. And then you come in and you you come to your parents and you're born into oppression. That whole... Born into um, it. We're born into it. Because the the racist system is set up for, for a few people to succeed and everybody else not. Yes. Okay, so you don't have a choice as to where you get to be born into. And so that's your beginning. And then the process of socialization begins because it's who you get born to. Oh my God, remember when um, Jaylene was born? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you tell the listeners that story. Okay, so when Jaylene was born, Jaylene is my great niece and my granddaughter granddaughter. that's right and when she that when she was born um a whole lot of stuff was happening you know first births are they can be unpredictable anyway i was there when she came out of her mother's womb and when she came out, I, and she 
looked around and I promise you, and mommy can, mommy can co-sign on this. This is true. When she came out, first of all, I was concerned that she wasn't crying right away because everything that I had, that was the first birth I'd ever seen, but everything I'd ever seen was baby comes out and they just, ah, right away. Not Jaylene. I knew she was okay because when she came out, her eyes were open. She was clearly breathing. And I promised to goodness she looked at me. I was on the right side. She looked at her mama. Her mama was in the middle, of course. And she looked to the left, to her left, from her viewpoint. And she saw mommy, her great-grandmother. And then she oh. saw her, her great-grandmother. And then she saw her dad. And all that time that she was looking, which was a short period of time, but it seemed like forever to me because she wasn't crying. But she looked at each one of us. And then she had her middle fingers up, I promise you. And then she started hollering. <laughs> <laughs> she had her middle fingers up. Both of her middle fingers. Both of her middle fingers. And then she started crying. Now, my <laughs> narrative on that afterwards was she looked at all of us and was like, damn, damn. it's my family. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's my narrative on that. Now, she's, she's 14 now. We can we can get her to, you know, chime in on it. But seriously. Yeah. That's my family. And that's just a little side note. Every time I hear that story, listeners, then I'd be like, dang it. And I had to take daddy home to take his car. Right. Yeah. I know. Daddy wanted Been there all damn day. And the one minute you leave, that's when she's born. That's right. My dad, my dad needed to take his car home or something. I don't know. Some kind of errand. I forgot. Y'all had to move the car in the in the um garage or the parking lot or something. Wherever he had parked, you took him. Yeah. So she didn't like look at me. Look, she didn't look no, at me. She didn't me. look at you. She didn't look at you. You weren't part of that equation. I know. Was, I that, was. That brings us back to the socialization thing. It's like you come in. And you are born into your family. Now, in a systemic way, what is happening, you're born into a system where there's people that are dominant, right? The dominant group that sets the norm for everything. Or you're born into the subordinate group, which are the targets, right? The dominant group are the agents. They're the ones that's got agency over everything. And so that's where this whole supremacy thing is is rising up from and when you do that right you come into the group that shapes how you move mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying i do i do think about the neighborhoods where you live and around who who are the dominant folks and that doesn't mean always i mean in the higher hierarchy of um of, of supremacy as we're thinking about it. That's the hierarchy of the supremacy system. But then if you move into cultural neighborhoods, you can still place this idea over that, the dominant group, say Italian neighborhoods in this situation or the black neighborhoods over here, you still have socialization 
within those groups. So yes, this whole idea, uh, it just kind of blows my mind is because we are made, right? Well, we are made. And that is what's so deep. Again, we come into the world blank. Heck, I don't remember being born. I don't remember. I think my first memory is like being four years old. That's really, that's the, that's as early as I can pinpoint a memory of being four. And I was four and I know that to be sure because that's when President Kennedy was shot. That's right. And I have a memory of that. I have nothing, not, I have a solid memory of what happened and what was going on, you know, with the, dominant people in my world um, at that time. So we're all blank. What happens to us? How we get to be, how we get to be us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Huh? I said, how do we, what happens to us? How do we get to be us? Well, we, we continue through the cycle and once you get get with your family and then they start to tell you what you like oh boys do this and girls do that and you know all the little rules and stuff then you move into a, a way where the institutions reinforce that mess right so think about when you go to church and how you if what if you are um feeling like you might be a transgender or feeling like you you know you feeling any kind of way the the church says no because the bible says this and this and that so religion starts to play um a part in it the way that your schools and the rules that they make play in it the way that your um your uh corporate structures like your cities and all these institutions that surround you right all these institutions that surround you begin to reinforce this now the thing and then what happens is the thing this is what i'm learning i i, I don't know if i'm explaining it right but the thing do that is, is in, best. huh i said do your urban best i'm doing my urban best <laughs> the thing that is in the middle of all of this is it's socialization is developed by fear mm. right mm. Fear is in the middle. It keeps us in the cycle because if you just think about it, you don't want to get in trouble at school. They, remember Sister Conchetta? Woo! <laughs> I went way back, didn't I? Now I, talking about earliest memories, I was six, first grade, Sister Conchetta. Holy Redeemer Catholic School. Holy Redeemer. That's I'm right. six years old, Sister Conchetta. I am still fearful of that lady today. And I know she did. I know she did. So when you talk about fear, homegirl put a fear of literally God in you. And, and I'm, now I'm thankful yeah. because her thing was, you have got 
to learn. You have got to learn. That's right. And you, now this is first grade, six years old. I'm also traumatized. (laughs) As I recall this, because every morning you had to have your homework out on your desk. Okay. And you either got a gold star which meant you got to live <laughs> or you got I'm ready what? I can stand with you ready big fat goose egg goose egg goose egg okay so she would either Put the gold star and she would go person to person to person down the road. Girl, I would be trembling and shaking. You hear me? I trembling and shaking. I think you peed your pants one time. I did pee my pants one time. <laughs> like literally pissed on myself. For real. <laughs> Waiting for her to get to me. Pissed on myself. Okay. Just dripping down the side of the chair anyway. Too much information. <laughs> but she would either. Literally, you know, those little gold stars, she'd either put the gold star in your paper or she would do like she would do with Troy. Because Troy, oh, my God. Now that I think about Troy, I don't remember his last name, but I know his name was Troy. And now that I'm older, Troy was dumb. (laughs) He went, well, let me just, dumb is a bad word. Troy was educationally challenged, learning challenged. very bright. He might have been, you know what? But now that we've grown, he could have been dyslexic. He could have been a yeah, lot of things. He could have been misdiagnosed for real. Absolutely. Well, yeah. back then, there wasn't no diagnosis with education. That's right. That's right. But Troy, Troy always got the goose egg, okay? And so when Sister Conchetta gave you the goose egg, not only did you not get the gold star gently put on your paper, she would take the red pen <laughs> and she'd go big fat goose egg, goose egg. And she would like take that pen, red pen, and scribble it all across your paper until it was towed up. You understand? Right. It was shredded. Yep. It With like to me. Listen, that sounds like to me, Sister Conchetta had issues back then. But, but but the thing about it, the fact that you freaking remember this, and that was from 1960 something. Let's see, 59, so I was six, 65. From 1965, that is the evidence of socialization, right? Because you, my sister, are timely with your work, you meet your deadlines, you do quality things. I mean, I can get a gold star. You I will not get a goose egg to this day. You're right. You're uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. I was socialized early with 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 learning. Oh my god! Right, and so inside of socialization is the fear. Right, it keeps you in the cycle. You're gonna stay with that. You, you're gonna stay under Sister Conchetta's influence, right? And it has a lot to do with your insecurity. I mean, inside of their insecurity, right? And ignorance and confusion. What girl, what say you? I just want to put a side note on. If Sister Conchetta is still alive and she listening, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) 
She ain't alive, girl. She was old then. No, I know, just in case, but I'm still scared. But go ahead. Right, because I, I want to do this. I want to get to the point where at some point, though, you know, within the system, you get out of that system, right? You have a choice. Yes. yes. You have a choice. In the socialization cycle, something will happen, right? Something could happen that'll shake you up that either you're going to decide to stay there and continue in the cycle. And I'm thinking about my uh, my brother, LGBTQ um, sisters and brothers and, you know, friends that that deciding to come out or just deciding to stay in, you're in the cycle and it keeps going around. Or when you decide to come out, then then what do you do? You come out and you're liberated. Yes. Okay? You're liberated. Yes. yes. So I want to talk about that when we come back for break. Liberation, okay. the cycle of liberation and what that is. We'll be back in All a right. Hello, this is Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma, and a proud Alaska Airlines frequent flyer. Everything in our day-to-day life seems to involve more hassle these days, so it feels good that Alaska Airlines is making something easier. Alaska has made air travel virtually touch-free. Here's the rundown. When you check your bags at the airport, you won't have to touch the kiosk to print your bag tags. They'll print when you scan your boarding passes, or you can even print them from home. When you board your flight, they can scan your boarding pass from as much as six feet away. Now, the lawyers want me to say that this might not work if the lighting in the terminal is low or if the print quality of your boarding pass isn't great. But still, kudos to Alaska for trying to keep physical distancing at every point of the trip. And don't forget, you can pre-order your meal from your phone or from your computer. You can even put your card on file in case you decide mid-flight to splurge on a local wine or beer. Get your drink without pulling out your card. Now that's the perfect blend of convenience, safety, and temptation. Those are the thoughtful details that make me choose Alaska Airlines every time I fly domestically. When you're ready to travel, rest easy, because Alaska's got this. Skip the travel sites and visit alaskaair.com to book your next flight. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for making travel smoother, and thank you for your support of Channel 253. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Audrey and I are here. We trying to be serious, but since we're joyful, <laughs> we're having a good time unpacking um, just the whole idea of socialization and liberation as it re- relates to, you know, how do we get here? How do we get to this like super racist environment that we're living in right now? And um, how do we get out of it? So we've mm-hmm. just been ta- trying to put a little academic spin on it because, you know, I'm trying to make sense of my schoolwork. And ain't like, nothing else worked. I mean, <laughs> not for you. I'm just saying um, and trying to make sense of how we got here as a society. And I think this kind of, actually this kind of ties into um, one of our other podcasts about individualism. Because mm-hmm. again, we starts with I, one, one person. So how do each of us go from being a blank slate, just coming into the world as a baby, how do each of us become who we are that then contributes our I to the collective we of society? 
Now you the That's one in right. school, girl. Tell us, tell us. Well, it's a, again, it's this book that I wanted to share with you all, Readings for Diversity and Social Justice. It's um, a collection of papers that really delve deep into the academic uh, world of social justice. So all articles, journal articles, theories, frameworks, I mean, it's pretty amazing. And I came across the cycle of liberation and the cycle of socialization that um, was developed by a scholar named Bobby Haro. Um, and we'll make this available to you. But it really, once I looked at it, then it was like, how can I filter this through my urban brain <laughs> and talk this out loud? And so before we went to break, we talked about exiting the socialization system. And when you exit it, that's that point when you're waking up, like something happened, a critical incident happened that that creates... Um, this desire to change, right? This cognizant, um, cognitive dissonance, something happened. And it's that point, because before you entered socialization, when you were born, you didn't have a choice. You're entering liberation as a choice, mm -hmm. right? And we talked about in the middle of the socialization cycle was fear. Here. Mm -hmm. Now, in the middle of liberation is love, right? In the middle of liberation, now, as you're, as you're moving into this as a way of being, it's self-love, it's self-esteem, it's balance, it's joy, because you're entering this on purpose. And you're so entering I, it. Go ahead. I can tell you. Uh, and it's very interesting to see this and hear this as a process. That's I right. I can tell you the exact moment, not the exact moment, but I can tell you what moved me from socialization to liberation. Ooh, talk about it, girl. And, and I will continue with the model of um, my socialization, specifically with Sister Conchetta and learning and that fear, the fear, mm -hmm. that centered fear about not just learning, but about getting it right. I had to yep. be right. That was the fear. The fear was, oh my goodness, if I'm, if Sister Conchetta doesn't approve of this, that's bad. The interesting thing is the cycle of liberation, as you say, the center is love in liberation. That's right. right that Self-love, self-esteem. Yep. When I made a choice that I was tired of being fearful, uh -huh, uh -huh. tired, tired, tired of being fearful of failing. When I made that choice, that's when I was liberated. That's right. And, and what drove me to that was having that self-love, 
having now I'm growner. I was growner. I had self-esteem. And I decided I am so tired of being afraid of failure. Mm-mm. Let me fail. I'm still going to be a good person. That's right. And therefore, there is my liberation. And there it goes. And that's part of the, I mean, it is so awesome that you brought up. It's a process. It is. Right? It's a process of becoming. I mean, like, it. it is so, just as, just as we were processed into socialization, we became socialized and we became aware. Now we're liberated. This process starts, the process of liberation, the process of waking up is the first phase of it is, is an intrapersonal, introspective phase, right? You've got to have this, something happen. And so now this change inside of you is waking up. You're getting to the, your core of what you believe. And so that's why when we talk about the anti-racist context, what is that uh, situation that woke you up? And now that you woke, right? Now that you woke, it is time now for you to get, you know, get ready to move through the process. Yes, sissy. Girl. So um, the whole thing about, you know, racism and blah, 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 blah. Um, and for a long time, I think, I, not I think, I know, I was operating in the socialization of, we don't talk about it, as a black person, yeah, as a black person, you Still can only, there you go. You can only say so much to white people about it. You don't want to, you know, don't be talking to white people about no racism because, you know, especially in your workplace or especially around this, you don't want to be perceived as this and that and that. I want to be angry. Oh, you're going to be the angry black woman. You don't want to do that. That's the socialization that we went through. Not from any one person, just in general. Yeah. And and then the liberation, which brings us to today, because clearly we ain't scared to talk about it. The liberation for me, again, tired of being scared, tired of being fearful. And if you remember, Mel, when you first called me and talked about doing this podcast, I was still in fear. Yeah, and I was in. I was. I was. You weren't. You ain't never fearful. <laughs> I be, I used to be until I liberated myself. When you just when you was talking about that too, I I was trying to trace it back. I mean, I have been liberated since high school. Like many yes. years, girl. You've been so liberated many years. forever. As For far a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I guess I was just born like that. But I can't mm-hmm. say that I I um. I wasn't the, the, okay. Let me put it this way: I may I may have been born liberated like that, but the socialization process, I I was put into that because all of it, all of us are, and then I've always bucked that system, right? I've, always, always, I've always bucked that system and lived against that, and then yep, yep. gained yep. 
and, and but I didn't know how to navigate it. I was just a bucker, you know. You, I, you yeah, I was just me. look. I was just <laughs> running behind you, peeping around the corner. What's she doing now? Ooh, that yeah. Is- I don't know. <laughs> I mean, always bucking. I didn't. Bucking. I didn't have all these fancy words to call it now, like liberation and stuff. But I know, as I read this, it resonated with me because that socialization was trying to get on me, yes. and I'm like, no, hell no, I ain't doing that. And um, I, I remember though when I entered the corporate world, right, and 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 that was the hair pressing we had the perms and um yes and we would we would press our hair we got the relaxers and then went to the beauty shop all the time i used to wear my hair in the freeze and all of that kind of stuff and then i remember remember when i had that flat top i had what you mean remember i got the picture girl i got the receipts on it yes when i started working for the uh city of tacoma Yes. This is when my liberation came because I went in there when I got that job. I went in there with my wig on. Remember? And I was there for it because the probation was six months. Yeah. I I do. (laughs) I wore my little straight wig. And then, (laughs) and then in six months, so six months in one day. In one day. Girl, you done busted out. Came to work with my nappy head. <laughs> and wasn't my, now I don't know if I got this right, but was mommy concerned on this one? Mommy was so concerned. Mommy was <laughs> livid. Mommy told me I was going to get fired. And I, you know, I needed to keep my wig on. And, and <laughs> we people around the corner. Oh, she uh, messed Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what she gonna do, but I'm peeping around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's that was. Um, I mean, really, way back then, it was way it, back then. The struggle mm-hmm. begins, but again, at the core of liberation has got to be self love and self esteem, and so, and then it's that that in, intrapersonal where you're looking at yourself. So it's looking for empowerment. You're gonna be. You know, you've got to, again, buck the system, dismantling everything. And then you start to move out and start to build your coalitions and building community. And by doing that, you move from uh, intrapersonal to interpersonal. And see, that's that's when, you know, I'm even thinking about, you know, when you when you start to um, like growing up, I would say church, those those. Um, those uh, institutions that we were socialized with. Yes. Okay. Then, then we were able to, we moved out of them, but we still built our community, right? We yes. still maintained our community. We still had, we were, were um, those were the people that were with us, but we didn't have to, you know, I kind of stopped going to church for a, a while and well, my liberated <laughs> state and exploring other cultures and you know all of that to stay step out of that like they said want us to fear muslims for example i wanted to know i I have muslim friends i want to know who they are what what they believe what's the problem here you see what i mean i do see exactly what you mean and and with the church 
and, and other things as well. You stop in the liberation mode. You say, hey, this is what everything that I've heard, everything that I've grown up with, that other people have told me and taught me. And in the liberation mode, you go, Hmm. I read this article one time and there was actually a visual on it. I'm going to see if I can find it. The, um, when you are in the socialization mode, it's like you're standing in the middle of a circle. You, you as a person are standing in the middle of a circle and there's all these people around you and they're throwing these rubber darts at you. And those rubber darts are everything that you're, that these people that, um, are in dominance, are telling you you should do, shouldn't do, should believe, shouldn't believe, all these darts, they're they're throwing them at you. This is in the socialization mode. And these darts are sticking to you. They all stick to you. So you're in the middle of the circle and I've got all these darts sticking to you. When you're in liberation, that's when you start examining each individual dart. That's right. You pull it off, literally pull it off and you look at it and you go, yeah, I believe that. So you put that one back on, take another one off and you look at it and you go, nope, mm-mm. you throw that one away. And so that's when you, the, the liberation is when you start really weeding through everything that has been put onto you. Uh-huh. And you go, you decide, you decide whether or not how that will or will not fit into your life. And it it either will fit as it came or it won't fit or you will modify it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And also it really is, um, it is a point of choice, right? It is, I mean, Golly, this is this is so good because you really get to say, I'm not going to stay in this system anymore. You get to say, <clears throat> I'm busy about changing the structures that surround me. I'm busy. I can change the, the roles and the rules of how my life um, operates. And it is the process. And as you move, you know, I was thinking about um, the important going up on the mountain in my in my, in that healing uh, experience that I did with Wonder of Women. The reason that that was so transformative for me is that there were rituals that we actually went through to let go. Right when you're hurt, when you're painting, and you're holding on to all of this baggage, there's got to be at least at some point that's going to mark the line to say, I'm really done with this. Right. And so we had uh, a situation where we were able to write down all the things that were bothering us. And then we, it was a ritual created for us to release those things. And so liberation is, is, is a release. And, and again, I'm going to bring it back to, at least narrow the conversation to our choices to be 
uh, racist, our choices to accept uh, oppressive conditions or to be an oppressor, you know, but in liberation, it's rejecting that socialization system and having the courage to stand yes. up again because love is at the core, yes. right? And then you become, yes. you become, you become the change, right? Because you become a part of that cycle of transformation. So I'm going to say, and I'm co-signing on what you're saying. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you are um, more academically progressed than I, so I'm going to put this in my urban way. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I ain't going no retreat. I ain't gone, you know, nowhere to throw no stuff away. I said, I think I said, <laughs> I, I think I said in one of our earlier podcasts, girl, I just eat some chicken wings, put some hot sauce on it, and the hot sauce makes me sweat and sweat out some of these things. That is part that's of your ritual. That's part that's, of my liberation. That's your liberation. I throw I throw those things away in uh, of socialization that I reject. I throw them away when I throw my um, chicken wing bones away. I release. That's how I release. I, and and so, however, anyone chooses to release uh, and and be courageous enough to move into the liberation cycle, release that that you have learned in socialization that which you choose to release when whenever anyone releases uh, sets free of the fear of just what do you want in your life having that introspection what do you want in your life because we all come in alone and we go out alone mm-hmm. and in between in between, how much time are you going to spend doing what you think you're supposed to do? What somebody else said you're supposed to do? It's your one and only life. Your one and only. Each of ours. So the sooner we get to liberation, the sooner we will spend our individual time, our individual life, feeling fulfilled, feeling purposeful, feeling and contributing to the world. Girl, that's right. No, I like that girl. And see, this is a call to action for all those liberated people because we're the ones that are part of the movement. We need you all to like reject this socialization that we that we understand and and know so well that's gotten there and then just choose to do something different and if you understand that liberation is a process right that it starts with yourself and your choice but then it's about finding your people finding those folks that are you know on the same journey those that have been on the journey for a while that you get with them so you can some of their magic can rub off on you um but you're not walking in fear anymore. Yes. You don't, you don't mind. You say what you say, and then you'd be looking at them like, yeah, I said that. That's yep. just, you know, be like that. And that's how change, you know, when you got the people 
that are like-minded, that are coming together. And, and in this racism situation, it's like take race out of it and just understand the different cultures that people come from and, uh, and have an appreciation for that because race is a made up mess, right? But these cultures that we live in, embrace and who we are, um, you can have love for, for all kinds of cultures. And with our coalescing like this, that's how we create change. That's how we come together. And then we learn how to maintain that, um, maintain that peacefully. And again, in the core of liberation is the spiritual base, security, support, joy, love, self-esteem, all of that is what you're working out of. I'm getting so passionate. You see I me know. <laughs> Girl, look, look, I'm going to say one more thing. And um, just one more thing that came to my mind. I'm going to challenge everyone out there to think about who is your sister Conchetta? <laughs> Seriously. Who is your sister Conchetta? Who and what did that person or people, there could be more than one, but what fear did they instill in you? I'm going to challenge you to think about that. And then I'm going to challenge you to move forward in your liberation of them and that. Them, that person, and that what it is that you're in fear of shedding and just do it. It's like Nike said, just do it. JD, it's a JDI. Just do it. Just do it. And you will forever be changed and will be in the center of helping to change the world and move it forward. One individual at a time, one I collectively, one plus one plus one becomes the we. And we can do it. That's all I got to say, sister. Well, girl, I love what you're saying. And and I'm going to just, you know, co-sign on this that I'm so excited that these, these academic resources are here to challenge me. And then I can filter through my urban mind because I don't know if the person that wrote this, Bobby Harrow, um, had an urban translation the way we just gave it, <laughs> <laughs> gave to it. But I appreciate the um, I appreciate the framework because it does give us uh, opportunity to think about it. Liberation, yeah. the core is love. You know that's something that you enter into, and then it is a process. So give yourself some grace, right? And and it starts with education. So jumping in that process is to start re-educating yourself about. Um, what your new way of being is is going to be. And that is aligning, you know, get you some new friends. So I continue to say, if everybody on your Facebook page looks like you, you got work to do. And this, um, this is a movement. Oh girl, let me just, let me just say this though. I really want to pray for our Tacoma police department because they oh, still they still in the socialization side of things, wow. and you know the corporate, uh, the the enforcements of the socialization. You know, Manny L. still hasn't been resolved, and yes. 
And then there's a, a lot of discussion and confusion and um, big confusion around, you know, the officer that ran over the people. And they just, so uh, that's a whole nother show. But a whole nother show, whole nother show. Yeah. Whole nother show. But what we, what we need to say is we see you, right? And this is what we talking about. Socialization and liberation and community. We have to liberate our minds. We have got to liberate our minds within, then translates into our actions and bring love back at the core to our community. Because what they talking about, that ain't no. love. Let me say this real quickly. When there has to be a discussion or debate or this amount of time to try to make something that is so egregiously inhumane fit and be right that on the surface and in and of itself tells you you just trying to make a right and you cannot make a wrong a right you cannot make a human wrong a right you cannot make inhumanity against a human right period and yeah, the driving, the driving saying, force yeah, of that yeah, is, is trying to force your socialization onto others. Yes, right. If you cannot force socialization, your socialization on people who are liberated. Boom. Go Boom. Ahead. Uh-uh. Ain't nothing else to say. Say it again for the people in the back that didn't hear. You cannot force your socialization on people who are liberated. You can't. Here the mic. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.